Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store for you. But before we dive in, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners, Simplified, and their amazing planner. It's that time of year when we start to look toward the new year and ways we can incorporate helpful habits into our lives. One of my favorite helpful habits, truthfully, the way that I get anything done or show up when I'm supposed to is using my Simplified Planner. Simplify was started by Emily Lay, who you know is one of my very BFFs. And when she was a young, busy, overwhelmed mama, it was in a digital world with constant dings and buzzes. She needed somewhere to write out her thoughts and her to-do list just to help her keep it all together. Simplified's mission is to equip and inspire women with the tools they need to simplify their lives. And their cornerstone product is the Simplified Planner. Get everything out of your head and onto paper so you can spend more time focusing on the things that matter. The 2022 editions are available and we literally got one for every member of our team. I ordered and bought one for every member of our team because we love them that much. If you're not a paper planner person, Simplified also has tons of other beautiful products to help you simplify your life, like notepads or baby books, art prints, journals, and more. Just go to emilylay.co slash that sounds fun and use the code that sounds fun 15 for 15% off your order. Again, that's Emily Lay, L-E-Y. So it's E-M-I-L-Y, L-E-Y dot co slash that sounds fun and you'll get 15% off when you use the code that sounds fun 15 and y'all I'm so excited that we're getting ready to head back out on the road for the that sounds fun podcast tour we're coming to a city near you in February and March of 2022 it's going to be so fun the only thing that's going to make it more fun is if you are there so if you're looking to be the best gift giver around this Christmas tickets to this tour make great stocking stuffers we even have a little card that you can download and print out to let your friends or loved ones know that you got them the best gift out there, a ticket for us all to hang out. So go to AnnieFDowns.com slash events to get all the details and get your tickets. We cannot wait to see you. You'll hear us talk about Giving Tuesday a little bit later, but I wanted to be sure that you knew about an awesome opportunity we have for you to spread some fun tomorrow for Giving Tuesday. It's a buy one, give one opportunity where when you buy a copy of my kids book, What Sounds Fun to You? will give one to a child in one of CAP's programs. Y'all know Christian Appalachian Project and the amazing work they do to support those in rural Appalachia. How fun to get to give the hope and joy and what sounds fun to you into those homes. After you buy your copy from wherever you love to buy books, just go to whatsoundsfundyou.com and fill out the form to be a part of this exciting opportunity. And speaking of spreading fun to many BFFs, if you purchase What Sounds Fun to You from bakerbookhouse.com, there's a bundle you can get that includes a plush doll of little Annie. Y'all, she's so cute. She looks just like the illustrations of the book, and I I literally can't get enough of her. Now, we only have 140 of the dolls on this first order, so when they sell out, that is it, at least for now. So don't delay. Go to bakerbookhouse.com to get little Annie for the mini BFF in your life. Today on the show, I get to talk with my friend, Scott Harrison. It is the perfect guest when we are looking toward Giving Tuesday tomorrow. Scott Harrison is the founder and CEO of the nonprofit Charity Water. They're on a mission to end the water crisis by bringing clean water to communities that don't otherwise have access. Scott's the author of Thirst, a story of redemption, compassion, and a mission to bring clean water to the world. He was with us on episode 101. If you'd like to go back and hear that conversation, he is a dear friend and someone I love learning from now also my neighbor you're gonna love this guy so here's my conversation with Scott Harrison 
I mean, Scott, we have to start with a Delta story. You said you have a Delta story for me. We love talking Delta Airlines. This episode is not brought to you by Delta Airlines, but it is. Headed to the (laughs) airport tomorrow morning. So my, my latest Delta story. So I started flying again after the pandemic and I turn up in the Delta lounge and the password. In what city? New York. Okay. The password is still happy. Really? 18 months of yeah. COVID. Yeah. Right? The Everybody stopped. Tra- many people stopped traveling yes. for a long time. And the Delta Lounge password is still happy. And, you know, I, I think to myself, I just think they can do better. <laughs> so I write the CMO a cold email. I'd been yeah. connected once on email, never met him. But I said, hey, how about welcome back? Yeah. Right? Great people are starting to fly again. Welcome back. So... And I don't really think anything. He actually writes me back a very cordial email, said, thanks for the email. Thanks for the idea. I'll forward it to the head of Sky Lounges. Sure. And then What a cool job the head of Sky Lounges, by the way. We need to get that guy on And they are upgrading them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to fly United the other day, and it was not the same lounge Dude, I was in the lounge last week. I can't remember what city. The food was legit. It was an upgraded food experience. Yeah. Okay, keep So I fly then once on my own, let's say a few weeks later, and I walk in. And it's welcome back. You are lying. You made the password? Like, I made the password. <laughs> so then, no, here, here's the, here's where it gets funny. I can't so, believe you haven't told me this I'm like, yet. I had the power to change the lounge yes, password of yes. every Delta lounge. Across like, the entire I world. I think it was, I think it might have been globally. Yes. Certainly in English speaking. Yes. So then, you know, I'm, I'm flying with my wife and kids. Yes. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Watch yeah. this, honey. Right? Watch this. So we walk up and uh, I'm checking in the family. And uh, I say to the guy, I say, you know, See that new password? That was me. What do you think about that? He said, you're the guy? It's extra keystrokes. It's two syllables. Oh. Do you know how hard this is to say every day? Oh, my gosh. And I think he's kidding. He's not kidding. He's not. And then, you know, I'm thinking, uh, uh, okay, like if your English is a second language, happy is a lot easier than welcome back. (laughs) Then I start thinking about, like, the extra keystrokes, the extra mini bits of energy that I have just cost the planet. You doubled, because welcome back is double the length of happy. The the, the human energy in these keystrokes. So I'm basically, I've melted the planet. (laughs) And I've made miserable, you know, the lounge staff who now have to say something more complicated. Yes, it's changed again, though. And there's a, there's a... There's a real product yes. wisdom tidbit in there, you know? <laughs> you really think about a, a designing product experience. Did you take a picture, experience. though? Oh, I did. I oh, did. of course. Oh, my wife posted it. and Oh, I would have loved it. Was it. Satis- it was satisfying. And it just recently changed back to reserve because they're pushing the credit card again, which you and I both which love. Which we know and love. So I, was a, last it was time a I thought it was months. gift card. It's now reserve? It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had yeah, about I had about three months of welcome back. Oh, my gosh. And I got to experience it maybe 10 times. <laughs> We, I mean, Delta has got me hook, line, and sinker. I'm just loyal to the end for Delta. But you said you met someone who's a 9 million miler. Don't you find that hard to believe? Like we said when we were talking with Carlos about it, that person has to have been flying for actual decades. I mean, you've been flying for decades, so it has to be more than... I'm at probably two and a half yeah. with, uh, you know, over a million with Delta and then the others scattered across, you know, Ethiopian Air and Kenyan Air. Yeah, sure. But... And I'm 45. So I, I think it's possible, especially if you're doing long hauls to Asia. Yes. Back and forth. He was a pharma exec. Yeah. So I, so I don't maybe think he had any an reason. Asia thing I mean, he was back. in Nashville. Does anybody lie here? Right. No, we do not lie here. It is only the so. truth. Um, you live here now. <laughs> I do. You and your wife and your kids. Uh, we had the best time at a dinner the other night. I was, me and your wife were both like, 
It's finally time we get to be in the same yeah. city. Yeah. Uh, what do y'all think so far? We like it. We've been here about three and a half months. Yeah. And uh, somebody described what we were doing as the COVID shuffle oh, the other day, yeah. which I liked. So we had moved out of New York City after 26 years uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, mid-March. Yeah. yeah. So we were we were early exits. Yeah. And Why'd we, you know to go that early? What made y'all go that I soon? had just come back from a book tour in South Korea. Uh-huh. At the end of January. Yeah. So I then got what I'm sure was COVID two yeah. weeks later. I okay. was really sick. Yeah. Sick as I'd been in 10 years for a few days. Yeah. Uh, maybe three, three, four days. And then Seoul became an epicenter. Seoul, right. Korea, where I just was. Right. So I was kind of watching the news, maybe with a little more interest. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. I just knew it. Yeah. I just knew what would happen in New York City. Concentration of people. How little we knew back then. Yeah. Do you remember we were, you know, washing down boxes yes. and we thought yes. it was on the Amazon box. We were leaving them outside. Yes. We just had no idea. Right. And no idea how to keep ourselves and our family safe. Yeah. So I just knew that New York City would, you know, was was probably, and we had, we had a small apartment, a two-bedroom apartment, a four and a six-year-old. Yeah. Uh, being in an elevator on the 21st floor of a condo yeah. just felt like a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. And we also had my wife's. Uh, mom and grandparents, her grandparents are in the 80s. My dad mm-hmm. was 80. And I wanted to try to create some sort of safe place, you know, a little more rural. Yeah. So we wound up renting uh, a farmhouse about two and a half hours out of the city in Pennsylvania. And then by, you know, a, a crazy kind of stroke of miracles, we wound up buying this farm. Yeah. <laughs> and our mortgage was half our rent. So that was wow. just a crazy experience that already. Crazy, you know? yes. And, uh, and we lived there for 18 months, and I loved it, and my wife hated it. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> we, were, we were off the grid. We yeah. were really pretty rural. Yeah. A lot of, lot of lot, I, I learned about tractor supply for the first time. Really? Because you were having to, like, use tractor things? We had 26 chickens. <gasps> oh, my gosh. You go to tractor supply. Yeah, because you have to get things to feed them. I don't know. I'm guessing because I've never yeah. had a chicken. I'd never set foot in it. I was 45 years old <laughs> until I set foot in a tractor supply. Right. And it's an amazing store. Is it a lot different than Home Depot? This is a dumb question, it, maybe. It is. It's it's cooler. It feels more, to me like, a, like an outdoor version of Home Depot. It's an animal version. An animal version of Home, of Depot. Home Depot. Okay. You know, I mean, you're building fences there uh-huh. and you're you know there's there's you're feeding horses and pigs yes. and cows yes. and sheep and apparently buying ivermectin as well right at, uh, <laughs> at tractor supply right i, I don't heard. think they sell that at home depot <laughs> I, I bet not and so y'all had 26 chickens we had 26 chickens uh, i got into so the amazon books that were coming into the farm so i'm an enneagram eight with a yes. seven wing and I just wanted to do everything that I'd never done before. Uh-huh, so I, uh-huh. so books start coming in. You know, I don't buy one book on Amazon. I buy three of the yeah, same yeah. genre. So raising giant pumpkins <laughs> comes in in three forms. Raising, you know, growing giant watermelons. Yeah. Uh, raise garden beds. Uh, how to, you know, field dress an animal. I mean, my <laughs> how to, I was so fun. It was so fun. I had such a different life than you had ever known. Yep. I mean, it was just, did, was it a whiplash or was it only fun? Was it hard? I, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I loved slowing down. Yeah. I'd done 88 flights in 2019, you know, probably yeah. 100 speeches just out there, yeah. you know, kind of the the road warrior. Right. And then just always tired and feeling like I was gone a little too much. So I loved sleeping in my own bed, being yeah. with the kids, being yeah. at home. And, and you know, my, my wife just didn't like, she really missed New York. She missed mm-hmm. her community. Mm-hmm. There was just a lot of, um, her, her family moved in as well. So we were living with two generations of her family. Yeah. Which we just never experienced sure. before. 
So I think we had two very different experiences. And at the end of 18 months, I started traveling again. Two and a half hours to LaGuardia is fun once, Ugh. not like twice a week or yeah, four times a week. Yeah, right. And did and why not here? Why not here? I mean, always yeah, that wanted was to live in the question. south. Know a lot of great people here. Food, music, skinny jeans, right? <laughs> Certainly. And twenty five minutes. <laughs> Who to knew? The airport, Lots of lot of lot of flannel. I mean, flannel. there's like there's a little Williamsburg aspect. Yes, yes, right? there is. You could be in there? Brooklyn. You wouldn't right. even know. <laughs> you wouldn't even know. I wish that was true. What have y'all found to be untrue about Nashville? What did you think that isn't true? Do you understand? I didn't know much. I really didn't know much about, you know, I'd been here a couple times to speak and it was typically, you know, the airport to the hotel to speak and then get home to my family. You know, a lot of, a lot of these cities that you've experienced the same thing. You're, uh, you're you're not allowing a lot of extra buffer to kind of walk the sidewalks and and see people. So I had actually never seen what we're in, we're renting for a year in Franklin. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen main street in Franklin. Right. Right. And people told me, Hey, it's this quaint town and it's family friendly and, so I just, we just felt it would be a great place to go. Yeah. We rented a house sight unseen in a neighborhood we'd never seen in yeah. a town that my wife had never been to. Yes. And that I'd been to, again, just it's kind of in, whirlwind in and out. Yeah. What did you experience? I mean, what was the God part of this for you? When you're making big decisions, so many of our friends listen and have to, yeah. thinking about moving or going somewhere, going to New York or going somewhere else. How much were you making a decision based on what you knew? How much were you stopping and listening? Where was the combination of the divine help and yeah. the wisdom God's given you because you're a person putting those well, together? Well, I think it started with, you know, how would we pick Franklin or Nashville? And yeah. what we were most missing was church and community. Yeah. And it, it was, we, we invited so many people from our town, you know, to come to the farm. And, you know, we were visiting churches. We just had a hard time finding. Yeah finding people we could really connect with or who were interested in yeah. in our lives or our work. I mean, I would go to a dinner. It'd be a three and a half hour dinner and they wouldn't ask a single question about my life or wow. our family or our experience or charity water. And, yeah. you know, we were talking about the weather. We were talking about hunting. We were talking yeah. about, you know, so this was really, really interesting for a while because I'm learning all of this. I'm yeah. learning a new culture. Yeah. Of rural Pennsylvania. Yes. Um, you know, this is kind of northeastern Pennsylvania in Wayne County. But a- after time, you start to miss, you know, you miss culture, community. Yeah. You just, you miss what we were used to for yeah. 26 years. Yeah. And we knew some great people down here. You know, <laughs> there's a church on every corner. Yes. <laughs> that you have friends <laughs> to go to. We, that we have friends to go to. Yes. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's a new church that starts every week. Yeah. Like, you know, a new name it's pops wild. up. And the I names know. are like, they're cool and trendy. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but you're no, right. No, I know. It's, you're right. So, and, and then I guess the house was kind of a miracle because we couldn't afford to buy because we just bought the farm. Yeah. And we wanted to try to keep that and then give that away to nonprofit leaders and to... Um, oh, is there a retreat used. center kind it is, of thing It is, it is. And people have already oh, started wow. using that, you know, That's at, at awesome. no cost. We just, God oh kind gosh, of blessed God. us with this amazing space and we're trying to fill it uh, as a as a respite for, yeah. for other people. So uh, we, you know, I go on Zillow and I talk to a couple of realtors and they said, there's not a single house mm. on the entire market for rent. Yeah. And, you know, I think you, you know, a bunch of people from the West and the East Coast are coming in with a lot of money and driving up the prices of yeah. houses. And then I looked, I think it was the next morning, and there was one house uh-uh. for rent. And 
you know, it was, it was a perfect house, size house for our family. It was in a development of 2,600 people. Yes. So we could talk about that in a minute. <laughs> and, you know, by I, I called the realtor and she said there, it was noon. She said, there's yeah. already two bids on the house. Oh, wow. So I sent uh, my my amazing assistant, Carly, over with a, with a book. Yes, <laughs> yes. She's like, here's, you know, they're, they're coming from New York, but they're not those kind of New Yorkers. Yeah, sure. And it's a really nice family, and they'd also like to place a bid. Right. And, you know, we didn't bid higher or anything. Right. Um, and then I think by 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, I was just the first one to do all of the paperwork. Oh, wow. Um, I'm very familiar with DocuSign. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, scanning PDFs. And, yep. Uh, I just had everything handy because yeah. we just gone through the the mortgage process, and we signed the lease at eleven o'clock that night on a house we'd never seen in a oh you know in a neighborhood. And then a couple of weeks later, we flew in to see it. Yeah, and it was it was great. It was perfect. That is wild. So, so it really did feel you know like like a like Providence. Yeah. Why sure, a year? The place we we're supposed to be. That was it. Was a year lease. Yeah. So is, um, is there a felt, world? Are, yeah. What do y'all think it'll happen? I mean, I've just been here three months, Annie. I mean, I'm like, come I, on, tell I don't me know. everything. We, we really like it. <laughs> um, I don't think we'll move back to New York City. Yeah. With kids our age, uh, five and seven, yeah. it's just, it's really hard. Yeah. You know, I was saying to somebody else recently, you know, to, to sum up New York City economics, I leased a Kia Sorento for $326 a month. Wow. I parked it for 600 a month. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And I insured it for 300 a month. Oh my gosh. So it's like a twelve hundred dollar Kia. Now yes. I needed a, a my, my mom was sick and we, yeah. we had grandparents, so we were using the car. Yeah. And it was actually cheaper than renting. Yeah. You know, you rent a car in the city now, it's two hundred and sixty dollars a day. Oh my gosh. For like a weekend a long How weekend's a thousand dollars. How do people do it? Uh, well, it's 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 a struggle. Yes. I was joking, I was always one Amex bill behind. Yeah. <laughs> Never quite paying interest, but right. I needed the thirty days. Right, right. <laughs> That's the thing. I just don't know. I, I don't know how New Yorkers do it. I respect y'all so much. People who've done that for 26 years of like yeah. things that don't cross my mind as far as cost are unbelievable up yeah. there. Well, I am just going to continue to pitch that y'all stay here forever because <laughs> we love I love y'all being here. We've met so many great people and the just the kindness of people here yeah. is it, it, it's it's real. You know what, yeah. what they've always said about people in the South. There's yeah. there's so much less of an edge. There's a warmth. Mm-hmm. That that really has felt genuine to me, yeah, and not I fake. Think it is. Yeah, you know that was maybe a little bit of the warning. It's ah, everybody's nice down there, but are they really? Yeah, I found I'm just taking people at face value. Yeah, that's right. I think you are getting the true experience of, especially here. I can't speak for everywhere yeah. in the South, but here, people genuinely are like welcoming. Everybody moved here alone. Yeah. Right. And so there's just something about like when someone new gets here, we want to be friends fast. We will be your family slow, but we'll be your friends mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. You know. And so I, I think that's a, I think that's a good read on our town. Um, so what with Charity Water? Do, are you, do y'all still have an office in New York? We, oh man, that was also fortunate timing. We were ending our five-year lease mm-hmm. right at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh my gosh. And about to sign another five-year extension with an increase. Yeah. And we just said, you can have it back. Yeah. Uh, it was about 30,000 square feet, beautiful office. Yeah. It served us so well. Our team then started to move to 27 states. Oh my gosh! So there was, and, and and if you don't have to live in the most expensive city in America, yeah, maybe why maybe would don't. you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's difficult enough on you know on a nonprofit salary for yeah. for a lot of people to to make it in New York City. So we we had we I think we were preparing for the worst in 2020. In one week, we lost over 10 million dollars in corporate donations. 
uh, as, as stores. I mean, that's the first thing that goes. Yeah. Right. When yeah, we lost podcast facing, ads in right? five minutes. Yeah. yeah in five wild. minutes. Right. I mean, I got, yeah. I was on a walk and got three phone calls and I was like, yep. oh, you, this is what's about to happen. Is, and you can't blame them. Absolutely um, not. I understood. So we thought it was going to be a terrible year. Yeah. You know, my, my executive team and I all wound up taking 20% pay cuts, kind oh, of preparing wow. for the worst. And then we had an amazing year. Really? And people stepped up all over. Uh, Why do you think that is? You know, I think people started to realize that I think there was some issue adjacency with clean water. Mm. Clean water is needed in a pandemic. I mean, it's the most basic building block of health. Yes. And we were all interacting with water in a different way. Yep. Right, there was a period of months where we were flourish, you know, furiously washing our hands. Yes, I was washing my kids' hands. You know, let's get the coronavirus off the hands. Right, and ten percent of the world not only can't drink clean water, can't wash their hands mm. with clean water. So we were pretty, we were just leaning into this, and we were building wells at health clinics. We were out there drilling with masks on, uh, teaching social distancing at charity water points all around the world yeah. for fear that, you know, if, there was a lot of talk here about ventilators and hospital bed capacity. There's no ventilators at all in some right. of these countries, right. not a single ventilator oh in some of these countries where we work. So the prevention felt so you know, critical at that moment mm-hmm. based on what we knew. Mm-hmm. And everyday donors stepped up, you know, uh, churn, which is how we measure people who stop giving to our, our monthly community, which we call the spring, which maybe we'll talk about later. Yeah. That was at its lowest three months ever oh, wow. in the history, in the five-year history of the program. Yeah. So, so amidst the financial chaos yeah. and uncertainty, people were continuing to give. And wow. to show up for people in need, which was yeah. really encouraging. Yeah. And then uh, there was this amazing story at the end of the year. Uh, a donor who I had never met gave $10 million. A 38-year-old entrepreneur. Uh, he had seen me speak seven years previous at the Inc. 5000 conference. I think it was in Phoenix. And had, had made a small gift after that speech. And at the end of the pandemic, sold his company and said... Here's $10 million. So I wound up thanking this donor and his family on Zoom for the first yeah, time. Yeah. So it was one of those years. I mean, that, I mean, that, what did you do when that did was that an email first or a phone call first that 10 million was coming in? Uh, I think it was an email. Yeah. And so <laughs> from from someone who had talked yes. to, to him on on our team. And what did you, what happened in your head when you saw that? Were you like, wait, yeah, what were you like? That's a great question. Um, I'm not very introspective, Annie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> This is awesome. I believed it was true. And, you know, this was, this basically made the year. Yeah. And, and we didn't, we didn't have any loss, basically. Um, This was, it was kind of the perfect number. Yes. To, to do exactly what we did the year before. That just feels so like the Lord. It it helped us. Yeah, it was, it was a $90 million year for Charity Water. We thought it would be a $55 million year. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Third Love. Between awkward small talk and crazy calendars and chilly weather, the holiday season can definitely be hectic and stressful or downright uncomfortable. Well, listen, this holiday season, give the gift of comfort with Third Love, your one-stop shop for all the women in your life. Ultra soft loungewear for your mom, fun sleepwear sets for your sister, premium activewear for friends, and luxe intimate sets for that 
special someone. Gifting third love means giving joy and feeling good in all day wear that hug better, hold stronger, and support longer. While you're prioritizing the comfort of others, don't forget to put yourself on that list, my friends. You know how we are around here. Take care of yourself too. So give yourself what you really want this holiday season. Since Third Love obsesses over every inch of their underwear, loungewear, and activewear, putting on your essentials feels like an indulgence every day. It's the absolute best to pick out a gift I know someone else is going to love. And Third Love makes being the good gifter easier than ever. Their range of premium everyday essentials makes gifting for the women in your life effortless. My Third Love bras are my most comfortable, hands down. And y'all, their sleepwear is so cozy. It makes it very difficult to pull myself out of bed. And you can take the guesswork out of gifting because you or your loved ones will love the fit, guaranteed. If not, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are available via chat or text to answer all your questions. Feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Scott. Ten million after seeing you seven years later. Yeah. So you never know. The lesson there, yes. I think, for all the social entrepreneurs out there is you're just sowing seeds and some take a really, really long time to grow. So yes. whether you're, you know, jumping on a plane or you're talking to a small group, there's another story that I, I think I wrote about in the book where I was speaking at a church in Miami. This is many years ago. Yeah. And I did four services and it was in a low income neighborhood. It was a favor to the pastor who'd kind of corralled me and said, Hey, will you come speak at my church? Yeah. And I was going to be in Miami. And I was so exhausted after four services, four hour talks on a Sunday. Oh, I mean, God bless the pastors. Listen, who do that who every do week, that every week. Woof. And nobody gave. So then I headed back to work Monday, oh, exhausted. Right. You know, I didn't have any Sabbath. I didn't. Right. I just was into my 10 meetings the next day. And I remember saying, you know, I wish I hadn't done that. Mm. Well, five years later, a check for, I think it was $150,000 arrives. And it turns out that there was a man who was in one of those four services that went home and changed his will. No. And sadly, five years later, he passed away from cancer. And the check comes in. And then the family reaches out. It's like, we've never heard of this charity. Yes. You're like, you're turned up in our dad's estate. So they fly to New York, tour the office, meet us. I believe they've given over a million dollars now, the children. Oh, my gosh. So you just never know just who's never there, know. who's listening, who's moved, how long it takes yes. for that seed to develop. And, and there's a lot of seed that just, you know, falls on pavement and nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, now being in this for, we just turned 15 uh, a couple months ago. So the organization celebrated 15 years. I now, with the perspective of time, yeah, things take time. Things, things take really take time. time. And if you keep showing up and if you stay true to your values, you put yourself in a position where someone can, and by the way, we knew exactly what to do with the 10 million. Right. So this was not kind of a gift over our skis. We had a program. We had a plan. Yeah. Uh, it was, I would have given the 10 million if I had it. Right. So it was it was appropriate for the size. So, but I, I would also say, had we only built a five million dollar organization, we're not going to get a ten million dollar gift. Mm. Right? Oh, you better we say known, that. We would have known what to do with it. So you don't yeah. kind of get you know nobody's going to double your annual budget. Yeah. But the the more capacity you have, yeah. the more it allows great things to happen. Man, that is. And we've now really seen. Good. 
I mean, boy, this is, uh, it was funny. I, I'm about to personally ask someone for, for $10 million who I've been in a relationship with for a while. And, you know, yes, I have a, I'll give I have it a to you. high level of, of, yeah. <laughs> Here <laughs> on this podcast. Amazing. <laughs> what if? I, listen. Advertisers, you're going to get a big bill. all day long. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. But and, you're about to and, personally ask. Yeah. And, and I feel great about it. Yeah. And, and I would do it. And, and I think, it's I'm I'm thinking of creating the most amazing experience and legacy for this family. Mm. Their kids are going to get to go and see the impact. So I'm kind of thinking 10 years down the road yeah. of how this would experience them. We were in a very different place five or 10 years ago. Yeah. So I think that the gift of time of continuing to show up allows just extraordinary things to happen. I'm thinking for our friends listening who have been teaching school for 20 years, mm-hmm. who are wait trying to have kids who are wanting to get married who are all these things where you are sowing seeds in some way in the world and you just have no idea you have no idea how it's going to what how it's going to grow yeah. and which ones are going to grow you're just giving us so much faith to we're about to do our end of year event and it's called good always grows good always grows and it's uh it's going to be a look back wow. at 10 years of impact in the Ugandan village um and everything that happened over the last 10 years that started with water, that started with this one well, this one water point. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. But the, the, the creative team just kind of put this concept and said, good always grows. Look good at 10 years. Grows. So I like that. I think that's, that's actually true. a good name for a podcast. Right. Somebody you want to start should, a podcast on that. the network? <laughs> you want a new one? <laughs> good always grows. I'm like really thinking through what, if I believe that, and I think I do. I think good always grows. Scott, that's really good. Okay. Not mine. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> somebody on the Charity Water Creative Team. Right. Well, give them a raise of some sort from me. Tomorrow's Giving Tuesday. Yes. So this was an excellent time for us to get Which to means sit down today and chat. Today you got 1,211 Cyber Monday yes. emails. Yes. Uh, we'll get by the end of the day, right? Yes. And... Yes. So will uh, you talk about the start? I mean, you've been in this game, this nonprofit game for 15 years. Yeah. That's before Giving Tuesday existed. Yep. Will you talk about <laughs> the impact of Giving Tuesday and it and it even starting? Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know exactly who in the sector, which which group got together. You can Google it and find out who the players were. But I think the, the nonprofit sector just got so sick of, you know, there was the Black Friday. Yeah. And then that started on Thursday, right? right. And then those emails started on Wednesday. Now. Yeah. I, I'm getting them from Crate. I just got one from Crate and Barrel. Yes. Like two weeks before. Right. 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 Getting ready for Black Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, and then, and then Black Friday wasn't enough. Then we had to extend into the online sales on Cyber Monday. Yep. And it was just so much commercialism, commercialism, so much buying, so much, you know, consumer frenzy. Yeah. That I think the nonprofit sector said, like, raise their hand and, like, what about us? Right. can we rec- can we have a day? Can we reclaim something after yes. all of this spending and consumption? Right. Can we create a day which is about others, which is right. about giving and generosity? Right. So that's where Giving Tuesday came from. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's um it's it's been a moment for us, you know, over the last few years where people step up and a lot of people are in the giving season already. You're kind of thinking about the year and and maybe some of the things you've been blessed with financially yeah. or other and how how we can meet the needs of of others. Yeah. So it's a it's a great 
day to jump online and give to a bunch of causes. Yeah. What would that, so talk to one of our friends who's, I'm thinking about a 24 year old who's got their first job and they maybe give to their church or they already give to charity water or they give to a nonprofit that they love. What does it look like to make a difference to tomorrow on Giving Tuesday? Yeah. Well, the, the thing I'm most excited about at Charity Water, um, so for those that have been tracking us at all, for the first 10 years, we were all about birthdays. Yes. Do you remember this? Donate your birthday. birthday. You I did. did. My birthday, so yeah. did Carlos, yeah. uh, who I, I talked with recently. And a lot of people did one birthday for Charity Water. Yeah. But that's the problem. You only did one. Right, right. So you made that impact. You mm-hmm. felt great about it. But we took 100% of the money. We help people get clean water. And then we showed you photo and GPS proof yes. of the, of the, the projects yeah. that your birthday went to. So it's a great experience. And we raised almost $100 million through that peer-to-peer fundraising. Well, then it started to really catch on. And yeah. other charities started sending me invitations to donate my birthday to them. And then Facebook embraced this Dude. with Facebook causes, right? Don't write on my wall, give to my cause. Yeah. So we were really early. We started that idea 15 years ago. Yeah in 2006 and um or at least we started that idea online yeah. in when I remember speaking at Twitter headquarters when yeah. there were 40 employees. <gasps> oh my god. So that's how early we yes. were with that yes. idea. And you know Jack Dorsey from Twitter donated three birthdays yeah. at the time. And Daniel yeah. Eck from Spotify donated his 29th birthday. So yeah. we were early. But at at year 10 you know we realized boy this is getting really hard to just go get more birthdays. Right. And any, you know, you might give another birthday to another cause, but that doesn't really help me get more people yeah, clean water. Yeah. So I happened to be with the founder of Spotify in Ethiopia. We're in the back of a Land Rover, and he's like, "Bro, your business model sucks." <laughs> January one, hundred percent. What a dark day January one must be, wow. right? Because your ticker rolls all the way back to zero, wow. and you have to look and say, "Wow, we have to do this all over again," yeah. and then figure out how to grow. Yeah. And That's go find the next Annie and the next Carlos right. and the next Jack, like the next people to go give up their birthdays. So he said, well, yeah, Spotify is not like that. I get to keep every member from wow. the previous year and go find more. And, and this kind of idea of keeping a donor for life or creating a community of people who wouldn't just drive by the issue with a one-time donation mm-hmm. or one birthday, mm-hmm. which, which is great, but who could commit to giving in the same way that we commit to 10 or 15 subscriptions right now. Yes, you've got okay? to tell these stats. Tell okay, me, tell well, the stats. you know, there's Dropbox, there is HBO uh-huh. Max, there's yes. Disney Plus, there's yes. Amazon, there's Netflix. Right. There's, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, there's your magazines, there's your music, there's Birchbox, there's BarkBox, yes, right? Yes, yes. We are used to consuming products and... Now, the the sponsor, a child, the Compassions in the World Vision have been doing this for 70 years. Yeah, right. And, and they have made a huge impact through that. Well, Charity Water didn't really have a kid to sponsor. A one-to-one model kind of thing like What's that, right? What's actually happening is that if people gave monthly, 100% of the money would go across 21 different countries and help lots of people get clean water yep. over time. You know, we would help the person get clean water by building a sustainable source, and then we would move on. So anyway, Dan, I, I said to Daniel, I said, well, I don't have that child. Yeah. You know, I don't think I have the the right experience. And he said, just go talk about clean water and mm-hmm. tell them that if they can only give $10 a month, all $10 will go yeah. directly to people. So we started what we called the spring. And, you know, it just, it tripled the size of Charity Water oh in only a few years. It, it grew. Uh, we now have members in 149 countries. We have members oh in gosh. Africa that give every month to the, you know, the American entity. Within the entity. continent, yeah. 
knowing that that 100% of that money is going to go back to help communities of need in their countries. And the average is about 30 bucks a month. So you have people that are giving 10, you have people that are giving 50. Yeah. And that's that's probably what I'm most excited about. So that's a very long way to say. Now we we've been trying to treat this community like stakeholders. Yeah. We publish monthly stories of impact. There are dashboards when you log in where you can see how much money has been given yeah. and the impact of that. So we're trying to kind of track it. Yeah. So it's not the the old a lot of charities set it and forget it. Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. not remind Annie she's giving five dollars to the <laughs> That's right. I won't name any charities That's to the right. That's you right. know, this charity and, and let's Until ghost your her. card expires. Exactly. And then you, we'll call you. Yeah, but right. let's ghost these people and just hope that they keep giving in it. So yeah. we're really trying to almost win the business or win the connection every single month. Yeah. Remind people that they are giving and making a sacrifice remind them where their money is going uh-huh. and the impact it's having and and hoping to keep a spring member for life until we get everybody on earth access to clean water. I'm going to spitball something at you. I'd like it. I would pay an extra $10 for Spotify if I knew that extra $10 was going bundling, to be Bundling. Why don't you bundle with Spotify and then somehow all the people who, who are Spotify... Because what yep. got me here is I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this with Disney+. Plus. I'm mm-hmm. doing this with with Hulu, and I'm doing this with Spotify. I should do, I will, do this with Charity Water. What, I wish you and Spotify guy would put them together. Well, <laughs> you know, we, we have been talking about bundling as a potential strategy. Yeah. And, and maybe you'd be less even likely to cancel uh, something that you weren't using, and I'm sure everybody uses Spotify. But, yeah. You know, there's, there, there might be another company that people are more in and out of. Uh-huh. But would you be a little less likely to cancel if a charity was getting a meaningful part of it? Yes. Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Because if you somehow make the interface have everybody who's doing the charity water part has some mm-hmm. sort of charity water interface on Spotify. Annie Downs, growth hacker at Let's charity go. water. I love it. I'm going to do it. I'm like, that makes, that I would do that in a doing heartbeat. biz dev for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It is just because I so deeply believe in what y'all do. The idea that I mean, I think about this with Afghanistan. The idea that there are Christians hiding in mountains right now that are just like me, and that this gets to be my life, does not make any mm-hmm. sense to me. The idea I was born here, and I have water. We have water on the table beside us that I'm having to tell myself to drink enough of. Mm-hmm. And there are 10 percent of the people on this planet don't have clean water. is is un- unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It and really so, is. so let's bundle it with Spotify because come I, on, bundle I, it with I, Disney Plus. Get Lin Manuel Miranda it. on board. <laughs> and and you know, just to talk about maybe the bigger vision, you know, the so Disney Plus went from zero to a hundred million paying subscribers in one year. No, Spotify now has a hundred and eighty million people. My gosh. I think Netflix is close to two hundred million. Wow, the largest giving program in the world has not hit a few million members. Wow. So that's really the vision. I mean, what if what if Charity Water could create the biggest kind of committed, yes. generous community of givers that would stick by us until we actually do get everybody on the planet access to clean water? Yeah. And, you know, to do that. Yeah. I mean, if we were only, you know, 1% of Netflix or, you know, 2% of Netflix, we would do that. Wow. And And I'd argue, you know, providing the most basic need for life clean drinking water and knowing that 100% is going and seeing that impact should rival music or free shipping or, you know, photo storage or some of these other things we subscribe to. So that's really the vision for the spring. And 
you know, it's uh, good always grows. There we go. Good always grows. So, yeah, if people want to get involved. We, you know, this is not sponsored or anything, but no, you were kind enough friendship. to let us uh, create a little link for for your community. So people just go to charitywater.org slash that sounds fun. Yeah. Um, and we could actually track the impact. Uh, yeah, of that's your where I'm going to sign up. Is it charitywater.org/slash that sounds fun? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And there's a video on there as well. If people you know don't have anything to give, but you wanted to share the story, there's there's a video oh, on that great. page that's gotten I don't know 80 or 90 million views across yeah. platforms. Yeah. And you can you can just tell people uh, say hey, it's Giving Tuesday. Um, maybe you consider you know giving yeah. to to this cause. Are you, this might be a really dumb question. I'm sorry for asking No dumb it. questions. The people that we're able to help getting clean water, what are they drinking today? Yeah, it's, a, it's not a dumb question. And and everybody alive today is drinking some form of water, uh-huh. right? So the, so 80, so 771 million people right now, as we have water next to us, yes. are drinking unsafe water. So think of that as two Gosh, Americas, so people. right? Two United States worth of people around the world. 82% of them live in rural areas. Okay. So think not cities and towns, yep. but, you know, more more rural settings. Uh, they're drinking from open, unsafe sources. So think of a pond. Okay. Uh, a river. Yeah. You know, a stream. Got it. Where, you know, imagine going to, if you're a New Yorker, you know, we, we made a film once about this. Imagine going to Central Park Pond, which is kind of oh green gosh. and nasty. Right. Yeah. Waiting in line yeah. and then taking water back to your children. So that's yeah. that's what happened. Now the the water is often far from the house. So women will walk, no lie, Annie, eight hours a day. Oh my god. Three or four hours out, and then you know, four hours back with their 40 pounds. So this is an incredible, you know, jerry can. Everybody's seen those yellow yes, cans yes. of water. Yeah. You know, like a like a fuel can that you would have next to your riding mower. Yes. Or your leaf blower. That's how they're they're getting their water, and it's the, always the women and the girls that walk. So I've I've been to seventy countries now, and I've been to the oh continent gosh. of Africa 60, 60 or more times, oh. and culturally, it's just the job or the role of the women and girls to go get the water. Okay. So you have these long distances. You have uh, women will. I've heard stories of hyena attack, lion attack, rape on the way to the water hole. Uh, women who have been dragged off by crocodiles. Oh my gosh! As they went to the river. <gasps> And are terrified. Yes. But this is all that they have. And the irony is that in so many of these communities, they are living on top of the clean water. Yeah. They're living on top of aquifers that could right. save their lives. Which but is what, what they don't have well. is in the case of drilling, and we now we fund 14 technologies. So drilling oh, is wow. only one of 14. Oh, wow. But I'm you would a, lot, a rig costs about a million bucks. So a community living on $2 a day doesn't have access to a million dollars of equipment. Right. You know, the compressors, the trucks, the skilled hydrogeologists. Yeah. But the actual project often costs $10,000, you know, for 300 people. My gosh. 250 people. So, but again, they don't have access to that. Yeah, capital. they don't even have that, right. So it's, I remember this story that that I heard from Ethiopia and uh, our, our drilling partners were, were drilling a well and they, each rig can do about 90 wells a year. Okay. And, you know, these are celebrations. Which is like two a week. That's insane. Yeah. They're celebrations. You know, the community gathers around the rig. You know, sometimes you have a thousand people in a big circle waiting to see, will the rig hit water 200 feet underneath? Oh, my gosh. You know, and the- Because they probably never see anything like it, right? Nothing like this. And, you know, during one of these celebrations, there was a woman standing off the side and she was weeping. Mm. 
And, you know, one of the partners went over and said, you know, why are you crying? Like, this yeah. is this is a good day. This is right. a happy day for your village. And she said, do you mean to tell me that my entire life, it was that easy? I oh, walked gosh. over the clean water as I lost kids to diarrhea yes. and dysentery yes. as I, you know, uh, women in Africa alone waste up to 40 billion hours just fetching water. Oh, my gosh. All the things she could have done with that time, seven days a week, 365 days a year, her. and it was right underneath her feet. Yes. So, you know, the, the transformation of clean water gets us really excited. And and uh, anyway, so that's that's that, those are the stories that we yeah. try to tell the spring community and and say, look, you are making this possible. Yes. You are... Uh, making this resource available to people yes. who need it. Uh, other continents besides Africa? Or are y'all yep. mostly we're in, in India. Africa? We're in Southeast Asia. So we work across um, Nepal, Bangladesh, Cambodia, Laos, um, and then five states in India. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick, share about another one of our incredible partners, ZocDoc. When you need a doctor, you need a doctor now, not in a few days, not in a few weeks, and definitely not in a few months. If you need to see a doctor ASAP, we've got a solution. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to get a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again, you guys. So whether you need a primary care physician or a dentist, a dermatologist, a psychiatrist, eye doctor, or any other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Every month, millions of people are using ZocDoc and I'm one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to see a doctor. For real, I used it today. I love how ZocDoc works. They're really taking all the hassle out of finding a doctor. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Now's the time to prioritize your health, you guys. So go to ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash that sounds fun. And I've got just one more incredible partner to tell you about. Oh my gosh, I love Uncommon Goods. If you're on a mission to be the best gift giver ever this year, it's never too early to start crossing items off your list, you guys. So whether you're shopping for mom, dad, teenagers, in-laws, or your besties, Uncommon Goods makes it easy to find remarkable and truly original gifts for anyone. Uncommon Goods wants your holiday season to be stress-free, so check out their selection of thousands of items today. They have so many options of gifts that can be personalized or that you can customize based on your friends and family's interests or their favorite teams. They even have this vintage state parks puzzle I told y'all about a while back. If anyone on your list is a puzzle fan like I am, who knows what holiday shopping will look like this season and the unique gifts and uncommon goods can sell out fast. So shop now and get that list taken care of early. No matter what they're into, Uncommon Goods has the perfect gift from art to jewelry to kitchen, home and bar. Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Not the same lackluster gifts that you can find just anywhere, you guys. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back a dollar to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. Isn't that awesome? So to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash that sounds fun. That's uncommongoods.com slash that sounds fun for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. And now back to our conversation with Scott. 
when do you have, you know, there's some nonprofits. I think of one of the groups we know that says, you know, if we do this by 2023 or by 2035, everybody will have a Bible in their language or whatever. Is there a goal? Do you have a, I think we could do this by? Not yet. Yeah. We have I think that would be really hard to sort out. I just was checking. Yeah. So, so just a little bit about our impact. So, you know, we'd now be the kind of biggest water only charity in America. And we're going to help 2 million people this year. Wow. New people out of 771 million. Yeah. So we've, we, by the end of the year, we'll have helped 15 million people get clean water. So about one fiftieth of the global problem solved. Right. 2%. So there has not been, and and I've been working hard for 15 years. Yeah, you work really hard, dude. Yeah. Now, again, I I believe the best is yet to come. I believe we are in the second inning of, Mm. of the impact, but we have not created the will to solve this problem. We haven't allocated the resources or directed the resources to this at scale, mm-hmm. which is what we're trying to do. Yeah. And the most exciting thing for me is to think of this happening through people giving 10, 20, 30, and $40 right. a month right. and not billionaires yes. or, or corporations, you know, who might right. write a check one year and then and not the next year. Yeah, that's it. Um, so kind of on the this, this groundswell of everyday people who mm-hmm. say, you know, we'll show up yeah. with what we can. Yeah. And and then see the progress. For our friends that are faith people, we talk a little bit about. Uh, we love getting behind stuff that moves the gospel forward. It's just what we like to do. Um, I love that stuff. That's why we built the network. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. Talk about how clean water moves the gospel forward. Yeah, no, it's interesting. So we've never been a faith based organization right. per se. Um, I certainly. Are you okay talking about it? Or absolutely. No? Okay. I certainly would not be here if it was not for my relationship with, with Christ and, yeah. and what happened in my life. Which they and, can read in thirst. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote a book about amazing. this. Yes. Um, and, but you know, when I moved to New York city, when I came back to New York city, so I'd, I'd been a club promoter for 10 years. I'd gone to post-war Liberia with a Christian humanitarian organization of doctors and surgeons for two years. And when I came back to New York City, I didn't even know any Christians. Like, I couldn't have wow. started a Christian charity. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't even, there wasn't even the wasn't option. an option, like, yeah. Like, nope, <laughs> nobody I knew was a Christian. Um, so I, I just said, but I want to give everybody clean water. And I also didn't want to limit either the, you know, the involvement to people who did what I did on a Sunday. Yeah. Or believed what I believed. Yeah. Um, I wanted people, you know, who thought what I did on a Sunday was crazy. Yeah. To also be able to give to clean water. Yes. Or yes. or give their talent and serve at the organization yeah. and work towards clean water. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to provide clean water to everybody. That's right. So I kind of, you know, very quickly said, well, I can live out my theology in a very simple way by bringing clean drinking water to every human alive. Yeah. Regardless of what they believe. Because in the kingdom of God, no woman is getting attacked by a crocodile. Yes. No woman is walking eight hours with 40 pounds you know, on her back where it's bending her spine, yes. warping her spine over time. Yes. No woman is watching a four-year-old die in her arms mm-hmm. because she poisoned them with right. dirty water. Right. So I can bring the kingdom of God to earth through yeah. my work. Yeah. You know, my faith animates the organization. But I remember early on, we had a, a synagogue sending $10,000 for a well. Yeah. 
And they wrote in their letter, they said, this is the first non-Jewish organization we have ever given to in the history of the synagogue. Wow. But we love this 100% model and we love this idea. Yeah. We had Muslim school kids in Dubai send in $65,000 once during Ramadan. (gasps) Oh my gosh. And and again, with no agenda. Beautiful. So it's, we've been able to kind of include, and and by the way, I'll speak at mega churches and I love, you know, inviting people of faith into this. You know, some of our biggest supporters are, passionate Jesus followers right. are, you know, are giving directly as a result of their theology, Yes, you know, and, and, you know, and going, you know, tithing to their church and then giving another 10 or 20% to causes like ours. Yes. So it's, it's been kind of, um, you know, I remember this one story I was in, I was in a remote part of India. This was early on. We had just done this campaign with Saks Fifth Avenue, uh-huh. who had let us take over a hundred of their stores. And oh my gosh. Yeah, I was building wells inside Saks yeah. Fifth Avenue, and um, I was going to follow their impact. And I wound up in a in a Hindu part of, well, I was in Arissa, India, and there was a tiny, tiny, tiny Christian population there. Yeah. But our partner uh, said, "Well, the Christians were the most marginalized, so I sent the money there." You know, not because of any ideological, it's just those were the poorest right, people. Right. And I wound up in this little church, Annie, after probably an eleven hour drive, oh you know, gosh. way off the grid. And there were these 20 women sitting in this very, very humble church, and they said, We had been praying for more than 10 years for clean water. And I'm looking at this water tower that has Saks Fifth Avenue on it. Right. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking like from Fifth Avenue, ten thousand dollar Balenciaga yes. purses. Yes. And you know, a marketplace of luxury retail through uh, a, a, a Hindu partner you right. know, who was who a self-proclaimed socialist right. and wants the poorest people to have clean water to this answer to prayer for Ten this years. particular community of women over a decade. I'm like, I don't need to, I don't need to orchestrate anything. Like, right. let me just get everybody clean water yes. and, and invite everybody into this story yeah. and, and really try to focus on excellence and sustainability and efficiency and yeah. transparency yeah. and impact and and hope that that moves everybody to this. Yes. So it's kind of been freeing in a yeah. way where I get to talk about my personal faith story, but the organization has no agenda. Yes. So my my biggest donors are atheists. They would be self-proclaimed proclaimed atheists that think, you know, the fact that I pray, like I've literally lost my marbles. Yeah. <laughs> but they can they can give wow. to help people get clean drinking water. Yeah. That's not a barrier to impact. And the 100% model makes everybody feel great. They're actually giving to the overhead side. Yeah. Oh, so they're are they? Yeah, even the better. Staff and the operations right. and the flights. That's the beautiful so. thing, right? Is that you get to literally say to anybody, here are the two paths of giving here, yeah. right? Like give clean water or help us make sure we can give clean, we can do the work to get clean water. I love that. And for those that don't know the model, so 15 years in, we've had millions of donors now give. We actually have two separate bank accounts, which yeah. are audited and KPMG writes an opinion on the 100% yes. model every year. And 129 families pay for all the overhead. And they love doing that. Yes, yes. The staff salaries, the toner for the Epson copy machine, yeah. like the phone bills. And then, you know, more than a million donors globally get to give in the purest way. Yeah. And we're not saying we don't have overhead. Right. I actually am always pushing for higher overheads for better work yeah. for organizations. We've just said we found a different group of people 
who got excited about paying for that yes. because we know it's one of the top objections for why people don't give. Mm. It's so because they don't know where it goes. How much of my money is actually going to reach? Yeah. You know, everybody's been burned by one charity that, that, that was a bad actor, you know, yeah. or, or heard about that charity that sent 5% to the field and kept 95% right. of the dollar to themselves. Right, right. So we just said, we'll come up with a different business model yeah. and, and take that objection off of the table. Mm, I mean, you know, I love that. I love talking business in the first place, but I love that you've made a way for there. There is not an amount of cynicism that could keep someone from being a part of this. Yeah. But I know we have other nonprofit leaders listening. So I am not advocating the 100% model for everyone. Sure. It's extraordinarily difficult. Yeah, you're, you're basically doing double the work. Yeah. And you have to keep these two things in incredible balance. What I believe is donors want to know where their money goes, mm-hmm. they just want transparency. Yes. And Donors are open to myriad value propositions. You know, if I told your audience right now that we needed a $3,500 copy machine because ours broke and we couldn't afford it, like the team would rally together to pay for a copy machine. Well, that's the uncoolest, you know, (laughs) like unsexiest overhead cost there is. Right. But people would want to meet that tangible need because that would move the mission forward. Yes. So that's what I think, you know, the opacity in the sector often. Yeah really hurts nonprofit orgs because the donor's just like, I don't know, is my money going to wind up in endowment? Is right. it going to sit in a bank account forever? Mm-hmm. Do you need it? It's it, it's that. So I'm, I'm really preaching transparency yes. to other charities. And some have adopted the 100% model and made that successful. And others just tell donors, here are our costs. And yes. And and here's exactly where your money's going. There's a couple of nonprofits that I love that will literally at the end of the year they're like, here's an entire deck. Yep. You can look through every single thing we've done this year where every penny's gone, and you just go, great. Like I'm, yep. I'm not I'm not tracing every line to be like, well, that says. There's a high level cents. of trust until there isn't. Yes, that's right. That's right. Until there's one move. Yeah, you're exactly right. Okay, what do we not talk about? You want to talk about? I don't know. We talked about Nashville. We talked about water and Giving Tuesday. And we talked about we Delta. We t- well, that's always the goal I, I, with you. <laughs> I mean, if people knew how much we texted from we talked about farming Sky a little clubs. bit. <laughs> I mean, are you going to farm here? You I don't think do so. I'm right now, I'm going to do I was walking the dog the other day in this development. and 2,600 people. Every mailbox is the same, Annie. I know. I mean, it is. It's really one of these things. really moved a special part of town. That's My so gosh. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm like in Pleasantville, uh-huh. you know? Every driveway, really every are. curb, and I'm walking the dog. Every fifteen-year-old daughter me. looks the same. I'm on a conference call. Everybody's <laughs> waving at me. I'm like, "Honey, this is this is my life." I mean, I would have never imagined in a million years. I'm so extreme. You know, fight it out in New York City, <laughs> off the grid. You know, in in camo, like yeah. on a farm. Yeah. But and now this. I don't think it's the middle of the line. I love it. I kind of love it. I don't think you've, I don't think this is a, I think this is another extreme. It's not the final uh, resting place. No, I mean, maybe, (laughs) maybe you may like, I mean, a lot of our friends like living right there and being in Franklin, you're, you know what you're going to love in Franklin is the Charles Dickens Christmas weekend. I heard. Dude. It is the thing. It is so adorable. And we've been Main Street more than Cool Springs. Yes, please. Thank you. It took a little adjusting to, to go to a nice restaurant in like the Jennifer Leather parking lot. (laughs) 
So we've been doing a lot more grays on Maine and, yes, you know, just a yes. little like a, the funky, smaller yes. businesses. God bless the, Cool Springs for existing because we need a Target it, and we need them all. And we need all the things. Oh, it's so practical. It's, it's very and practical. And the food is good in the restaurants. You know, you walk into this restaurant <laughs> and you're like, I can't believe this place exists here. Here, right. Here, you I know, know next to the nail salon, <laughs> next to the, you know, the Kroger. Literally and there's like a nice the restaurant. There's like a steakhouse, you know, in the Jennifer I know. So that's taking a little getting used to. But it's been a lot of it's been a lot of fun and and great community already and great yeah. people. So well, we're, I've we're told you and Vic this that I just think it it feels like a little bit of a personal gift to me that y'all are here. Oh. I am really glad, and it it is. I know a lot of us will benefit from y'all being in our community, but. I am very excited that y'all are here. You're so kind. And thanks for gift. being such a champion of our work and of me over oh the years. Gosh. And of course. Uh, your community is, has been amazing. So well, I'm yeah, excited. Happy, happy Giving Tuesday. And yeah. listen, you know, when all those emails come in from the charities, the first response is like, oh my gosh, everybody wants something from me. Just say yes to a bunch of them. Yeah. You say know, yes it feels great. And if you can give away $100, maybe give it, give 20 to five. Yeah. That's because a great those idea. gifts yeah. encourage. You know, they really encourage the people who are giving their hearts and their lives yeah. to to really, really difficult work. Yeah. Someone said to me the other day, they said, you know, in the nonprofit world, when you succeed, you know how you're rewarded? More work. More work, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. In the for-profit world, yeah. you're rewarded by cash. Yep. And time off. Bon- and time off, right. If, time if non- to spend the cash. Yes, that's right. Right? Uh, not the nonprofit and, world. And, uh, you know, I just thought that was so profound. So, you know, yeah. when when all those nonprofits blast you with emails, yes. have some compassion. and Because yes. uh, those people know, spent weeks figuring out what words to put in that email for you. They did. They yes. did. And, and it's a it's a special day for the sector. And, yeah. and uh, of course, your, your, your URL is uh, charitywater.org slash that sounds fun. So you're welcome to join us and... Um, you'll probably get an email from me the next morning. Oh, it'll be so fun. Uh, speaking of fun, the last question we always ask, mm. because the show is called That Sounds Fun, mm-hmm. tell me what sounds fun to you. I've always wanted to go on a hot air balloon. <gasps> Have you? That sounds terrible. And I just saw it the other day. I just saw it advertised, like a yeah. Tennessee yeah. experience. Yeah, Arrington. Yeah, down there. And I just think that, like the fall colors. Yeah. They okay. only miss it this year. Yes. But that sounds fun. Okay. Being You're not afraid there, of any of that. The height, the a balloon is keeping you in the sky. None of that bothers you. The planes that I have been on in Africa, India and Bangladesh. Okay, fine. And I mean, if I'm alive this far, like I don't (laughs) think a hot air balloon is going to, is going to be like in Tennessee. Yes. Feels like one of the safer things that I have done around the world. Okay. (laughs) Great. That's a great uh, fall 22 goal. Because you're right. We're down to barely leaves. So. We're down to barely leaves. Now I heard it's noisy. So I heard you have this incredible noise and then quiet and noise and quiet so there might even be a metaphor in that well you need to go do it and then that's your next book somehow the hot air balloon leads to your next book thanks for doing this i'm grateful thanks for having me back oh you guys don't you just love him okay as we talked about Go to charitywater.org slash that sounds fun and jump in the spring with us. Charitywater.org slash that sounds fun. That's how you can be a part of this amazing mission. And go follow Scott so you can tell him thanks for being on the show. It's going to be so fun that we all get to give together and see our impact together, you guys. 
If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. I'm glad to be back with you after a holiday week. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me? Oh, we got to finish that Christmas tree. That is on my to-do today. So you guys have a great couple of days. We'll see you back here on Wednesday with a former pro hockey player, Dave Scatcher. You're going to love him. We'll see you then.